All right. Welcome. Bleeding Blue. We just finished. This is actually Justin from after the episode, which Inception. But Renato and I just finished an interview with John Boy. Renato, how did it go? It it, it went spectacularly, Justin. It, I love this guy. This guy's amazing. So if you don't know John Boy, he's the host of Talking Yanks. He's the host of so many different other podcasts, and we went into all of that in the episode. If you are a first-time listener of Bleeding Blue, this podcast is a podcast about the New York Yankees, the Evil Empire, uh, the New York Football Giants, which we'll be having an episode for this week. We are on SoundCloud. We are on Apple iTunes. If you like what you hear, then give us five stars. Subscribe to us on Apple iTunes. Follow us, like the episode on SoundCloud, and follow me on Twitter at jpenick 74 and let me know what you think of the podcast. So, Renato, without further ado, what are we going to do? We're going to bleed blue. Let's bleed blue. Welcome back. Bleeding Blue. Probably going to be our best, most special episode yet. The one, the only, John Boy is here. Renato, you know what to do. Clap. There we go. What's going on? Whenever something good happens, Renato loves to clap. I love clapping. I love clapping. clapping fan. I like that. We're big, we're big believers of uh, of affirmation in this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So little introduction on John Boy, because why not? Even though he probably does not need it. Frankly, in my opinion, John Boy and what he's doing with Talking Yanks, if you believe that baseball needs saving, if you're one of those people that think that the sport needs saving, especially if you want to look at a game one of the World Series ratings, John Boy's overall vision for Talking Yanks I think, in my opinion, can frankly save baseball if you're <laughs> of that opinion. Um, and we're going to talk about his vision for Talking Yanks, and he's the host of the best Yankees podcast. And I think numbers-wise, are you the second most popular Yankees podcast on iTunes? Yeah. What are what are your what's your breakdown of it? I, I don't. The numbers are so weird. You guys will find out as you delve more into this podcast world. Like what numbers are reliable and aren't? It's very odd. Uh, Bronx Pinstripes, though. Scott and Andrew, they're super nice guys, and they've been around forever. I mean, I think everyone else is just jumping on board as the Yankees get good, which is, you know, kind of funny. So props to them for uh, for Bronx Pinstripes because they went through those awful years of, you know what, they're awful in Yankees terms. For any other sports team, those are still good years. But I think they're still number one. We're climbing. We had a good year. We had fun, a lot of fun, so that's good. Yeah, guilty. Guilty as charged for jumping on when the Yankees are good. Well, everyone's jumping on podcasts too now, and they're so easy. That's why, like, when you get in touch with me or anyone gets in touch with me, 
says I want to start one, just do it. It's so easy. Yeah. And then I had no idea what it was going to become or what any of it, but it's fun. First things first. Yeah. This is one of my favorite questions that you and Jake ask, ask each other at the start of each podcast. How are you? What's your mindset entering into this space right now? Where's your I, mind at? I like that question. Don't you think that I must have stole that from another podcast? Don't you think that's important? Like, yes. Because mm-hmm. you can talk to guys every day and everyone's always in a mood. Like if I talk to my girlfriend and I don't know that she's hungry before I talk to her, I, I'm going to spend 20 minutes trying to figure out what's wrong. What, what Am I doing something? It's like, oh, she's just hungry. I know that from the start. So like when I'm tired and silly or Jake's angry, it's just better. Like, let's just let the people know where we're coming from. I'm doing good. Um, Mondays are like my sit down and work day. So I did 9 a.m., did the radio show, which we record for an hour. I edit it for an hour. I put it up. And then we've just been – we're churning out so many podcasts. Um, and it's kind of like – so I edited Talking Huskies, which is Jake's new podcast, Talking Nicks, which is Jake's. Um, we have a Laughs from the Past episode coming out tomorrow that I made some samples for. I found out I have a deaf uh, follower on Instagram, so I'm trying to put captions on all the videos yeah. now, which is really time-consuming. But I did it on one video, and he DM'd me right away and said, like, thanks. So I was like, okay, it was worth it. <laughs> um, but I'm good. I'm good. Uh, when we're done with this, I'm going to go make some steak because I have Ooh. leftover uh, chimichurri sauce that I made over the weekend. I'm feeling good. How are you guys? Renato. I, I get the Monday blues, I'll be honest. <laughs> the, 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 the school the school kiddies uh, t- took a little hand on me today. But um, no, nah, other than that, I, I, life is going good. Mondays used to suck when I was still drinking a lot, when I'd spend my weekend drinking. Oh, yeah, I, I was asleep too, so that's not, not a good thing either. Yeah, that's not fun. No. Yeah, I'm doing, uh, I'm doing well. Um, I'm in D.C., with the with an internship, so I I am very similar to you. I use your phrase. I'm a transplanted Yankee fan for mm-hmm. a little while. <laughs> yeah. So nine to five life has been a bit of an adjustment compared to taking five classes and kind of just like chilling out throughout the day. Because um, now I'm taking not, I have a nine to five job plus a class plus a bunch of things. So I need to not just go home and relax. I need to actually do stuff when I get home too. That so transitions that's been, a little brutal. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, we're. We're doing good. We're doing it. The mindset entering into this space right now and into this intentional, (laughs) into this intentional space. Very positive. Very positive. I like it. I like the positive affirmation. I like the, the getting the, the moods right away. Mm -hmm. Good. Sometimes Jake's like, I'm upset. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) everyone should know that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so here's the rundown of things. Here's a rundown of things. I kind of, I kind of told you this in the, in the Twitter DMS, but just in case for those listening who are waiting to hear um, whether you think that we should sign Machado or Harper or, <laughs> um, you know, or, or can can Manny Machado, Bryce Harper, can they pitch for the Yankees? Um, <laughs> I, I just went, I just, I just finally went off about that on Instagram and I, <laughs> I hate Instagram, but it's a cool, good tool. And there's some people, Instagram I find is much more like YouTube mm-hmm. where people just like leave a comment and then bounce or Twitter You'll, people will do that, but it's much more like a conversation in the end where it's normal to like respond and respond. Where Instagram is much more YouTube comedy, so I like hate it. But we need to keep the the Instagram active. So I just I just did that. They're like, why everyone keeps saying that? Can Machado pitch? Can Harper pitch? Like, no, <laughs> Yankees can sign them and a pitcher. It's not like they're being 
put at gunpoint to only sign one. Sorry to cut you off. No, but I honestly, in all in all honesty, I don't want to talk about any of that. All right, that's good. None of it. I do None all of day. it. You know, go if if you do, if you don't already, which I highly doubt that you're a listener of Bleeding Blue, and because number one, I mention you and talking Yanks almost every Yankee episode. <laughs> Definitely, yeah, that's about right. Sorry. Yeah, and I, I just highly doubt it that if you're not here and you don't know who Talking Yanks is, you should. So go follow John Boy on Twitter. Go subscribe to Talking Yanks uh, wherever you can listen to podcasts, and that's where you could find out John Boy's takes on the Yanks. Yeah. Uh-huh. But this is going to be this is going to be a little bit more personal. This is going to be a little bit more um, in depth as opposed to that. Um, so let's get into it right now, even though we already have been into it. But yeah, I'm ready. you mentioned you mentioned that. There's a ton of content that you're releasing, and there's a ton of content that you're kind of editing. And what I first of all, how how come Jake isn't editing his own podcast? That's my that's my question. <laughs> Jake uh, and technology do not go together very well, and I think he I think he likes that. Like he's he's like oh, I'm bad at it. I can't learn it. Like come on. Uh, but I went to I went to film school, so that's like my background and kind of like. I like it. It's very odd. My hop, my hobby is now my job. Um, so my my downtime used to be I'd work nine to five. I'd come home and I'd sit at my laptop and edit something for fun or just doing some videos while I watch TV. And now my downtime is the same as my work time. So I literally am at my computer usually from like an hour after I go wake up to an hour before I go to sleep, unless I have to w- watch a show or spend time with my girlfriend which I enjoy doing that as well. I'm not saying that in a bad way, but like, it's weird. So I, I like editing, but yeah, I would eventually, hopefully we can find someone that helps a little bit. Intern. Yeah. We, I need to figure out an intern, how it all works and all that. I, I have a problem. I will probably won't trust many people found very, found a couple people that helped out I trust, but like we have people that want to like design shirts like and everything. And it's like, I design those and I don't, I'm not going to trust you. Right. So even if you do it for me, I'm going to have to double check it. And that's more work. So I'll just do it. But that's, that's my, on my end. So from what I can count, I think it's five podcasts that are currently active right now. Now you don't typically shout them, shout all of them out on talking Yanks. So, so shout them out for, for all those who may, <laughs> who may not know them. I think it's more than five. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I bad, have, re- bad research on my end. No, no, it's just I don't I don't shout them all out all the time because I'm very conscious of being annoying about that shit. Um, all right, so Talking Yanks, that's the main one. That's the big the big one. And then from there, I wanted to just talk about anything. So I made a podcast called Just Talking, which the first like 10 episodes where I'd take this big topic like the emu war or um recency bias or confirmation bias i did a lot of cognitive biases because i think that shit's fascinating um like when you're if anyone's listening when or knows this when you're holding a baby and you're like holy shit can I, am i gonna throw this baby and it's like no you're not gonna throw that baby <laughs> but you get that thought and you're like mad at yourself like, why did i just think that i suffer from that it, not a lot of people do only 30 percent of people do so you, i might sound crazy but i did like a whole thing on that but anyway, just talking turned into now me and my girlfriend have fun, talk about like happy storylines, our lives. It's mostly because we both are living away from where we grew up. Mm. So it's for our families and they enjoy listening to that. But we have other people that listen as well. Um, Last from the past is the other one that I do that I want to become really big. 
because Jake and I did Talking Yanks, and you have to be a Yankees fan to listen to Talking Yanks. And even at that, you have to be like a really tuned in Yankee fan. We go pretty in depth with some of our stuff. We try to keep it light, but I mean, it's weird because when like we know the entire 25 man roster and basically the AAA roster, and we just say those names like the listeners should know them as well. And, and like a lot of our family members would be like, I try to listen to it, but it's too much. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's going to be too much for you. Don't try to listen to it. I appreciate it. That's nice. So, all right, what have I done? Talking Yanks, Laughs from the Past is a history and comedy podcast. That's we're in a second season right now. That's fully on the Civil War. I was a history major, and Jake has like no idea any of this stuff happened. So the it's kind of the concept is like I tell Jake, and he's like, "Whoa, what?" <laughs> <laughs> um, that we have a lot of fun with, and it it kind of makes my education feel worthwhile because I'm like reading books and doing research and shit. Um, and also we wanted to make a podcast that you could come in and know nothing about. So for the Yankees, you need to know the Yankees for laughs from the past. It's just, Hey, do you like hearing funny stories? If you say no to that, you're a a fucking weirdo. Sorry. If I can't swear, if you guys don't (laughs) curse, (laughs) if you like, who doesn't like funny stories? So that's what laughs from the past is. Um, let's see. Six pack cinema is me and two other dudes, uh, John and Dave. We do movie reviews and Hollywood headlines. That's every every Friday and Monday. I love movies. I like talking about everything. If I like something, I like talking about it. And then what else do we have? Talking Knicks. I don't host that, but I produce it with and talking Huskies, same thing. And then John Boy and Jake Radio, we just started, which is daily. Because in the off season, we're like, well, we're both committed to doing this full time, like taking huge risks to do it. It's like we better if we're not doing content every day, then right. you know we're betting on ourselves pretty hard. It's panned out decently well so far. So we did that. And that's just like another avenue to talk more casually about things. And we do silly stories and more fun. Then there's some other offshoots. Like I did, I did last year when I realized how easy it was to put a podcast on the podcast app. I just fucking did everything. Like, <laughs> We, me and my girlfriend watch that show, watch Outlander on Stars, mm-hmm. which, and we're like, let's do Talking Outlander. We did it after every app. We actually got a ton of listeners, but we, we stopped it. We might start next week. I did songs because I like talking about music, but then I, I felt like I wasn't qualified enough to be doing that, so I stopped. Uh, Glitch was another show. I have one, two, three, f- I have 10 on my list. Wow. Wow. But two I don't talk on, and three aren't active. So five, you were right. Five I talk on. Oh, good for me. There you go. Clap. <laughs> Affirmation. There's a long-winded response. Yeah. No, but uh, which one of these is, even even if it's ones that you've kind of stopped doing, um, which one of these is your favorite to create content over or for? It's a, it's a mixture, which is great because it gets everything it gets everything out. I mean, Talking Yanks, it blew up, uh, and we have like a listenership. Like, that's the only one. The rest. We have a good base, but we haven't grown to like the first floor, second floor. We're talking Yanks has now grown. So it's it's weird because every single show is me sitting in this chair and Jake's on my screen right where you're on my screen. And we're talking, you know, it should it should feel the same. But for some reason, when we do talking Yanks, me and him, I both sit down and I said, this feels like, like this feels different because we know we have an established audience. 
And I love the Yankees. I tried to do so many things for the last like six years to just try and put out stuff that people would enjoy. And I never did Yankees content. And it was like, well, that's what I love the most. So uh, I, I'm happy it's stuck. Uh, I think I think the offshoots we have to be very weary of that we don't put too much time. My favorite Mark Cuban quote is the main thing has to be the main thing. Mm. So talking Yanks has got to be where we put all our energy and, and all that stuff. But but I like the history stuff a lot because I like the research. Yeah, a reason to read. So, so you mentioned your college education. You mentioned how you like to read books. Yep. Where did this kind of like desire and because I because I mean I can answer this you know frankly where did where did my desire and want to create content come from? It came from partially you, just because of the intersectionality that's present between what you talk about sports and then also the humor that you bring to it. Yeah. Where you're, you're not just so, so serious all the time about sports and it's everything's the end all be all. And this is the end of the world and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then also I grew up with YouTube and content creators on YouTube. So kind of like mixing, mixing all that in and then boom, uh, you know, I'm, I'm here. So where did this content, where did this desire and want to cr just create in general, not even just with talking Yanks and you know, you're, the main thing's the main thing, but where did this desire kind of start? for you man that's a weird question i never thought about it and like I, I keep right now i'm thinking back and back and the first thing i can think of is uh, well you know what it is you say you grew up with youtube i grew up with jackass like hmm. ja the jackass tv show in the home videos and i never wanted to do what they did because i never wanted to ruin anyone's day or just too much of a pussy to actually do that but i would me and my friends my i, I got a video camera when i was 14 or seventh grade christmas and me and my buddy would make videos, like really dumb videos. Uh, and I just send them to my aunt and my cousins in New Jersey. We were li living in Illinois. And like they just laugh. And so that was cool. I mean, we did so much stuff where I made Jake make videos with me um, over the years. So I don't know. I, I mean, I find myself funny. And I'm not ashamed to say that. And uh, if I was my only audience, I would say if my audience was just a bunch of me's and a bunch of my grandma's I'd be fucking rich. No one find no one finds me funnier than me and my grandma. Um, and Jake's hilarious. And I, and I mean, I've really been pushing for Jake, like you said, grown losers and all this stuff to do things with Jake. Um, I don't know. I just always, always like doing it. My dad's funny. My come from like a funny family. And, but I always, I always wanted to do creative stuff. I always had my head in stories and books and movies and all that stuff. Um, but I don't even, I still, I kind of feel like a farce. Like it's not like I'm directing movies or anything. We're just talking, but you're creating stuff that people enjoy listening to and connecting right. with. So that's cool. All right. So I've heard a few different times, but you've never kind of like gone in full depth. How many different places have you lived? Like, <laughs> did you, did you grow up? Uh, did you grow up in a military family? Is no, that, no, is no, that no. was no, uh, I like to say we were corporate brats. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, I lived in New Jersey for eight years, and then we moved to Australia for two. Then Illinois is where I went to middle school. And then I did two years of high school in Connecticut, then two years of high school in California, two years of college in California, then back to Connecticut for the next three years of college, um, and then back to California after college, and now back to New Jersey. A lot of places. Moved every like two, three years growing up.
What was Australia like? When were, when were you in Australia? 1998 through 2000. It was cool. I mean, I haven't been back. I think I'm the only one that hasn't been back. My little brother was born there, uh, but we moved away when he was two months old. I think I'm the only one that hasn't been back in my family, but I'd love to go back. I have a good memory. Uh, Australia, it's cool. I don't really know. I, it's just like it, it felt like I can't really like place it because I didn't have an adult brain, you know? Mm-hmm. Just like I saw everything through my little kid eyes. Yeah. But we did. We lived there for two years and we constantly had family coming. So we did like all the tourist stuff in two years. Thinking back on it, it's like, how do I play sports and go to school and like have a life when we were yeah. every weekend going somewhere? But I got to go back eventually. Just need to make money. So maybe in 30 years. 30 years <laughs> that's Eventually. the time that's the time frame <laughs> yeah yeah we're going slow uh, renato where are you i i am here did i lose I'm you renato no 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 <laughs> my, my little nieces and nephews are around so question for you yeah. what's what's it like being a transparent yankee fan since you're pretty much a yankee fan all over the world at this point so how's it how's it feel like to be like watching yankees in like california we in australia well, it was boring. That's why I started like my Twitter. Um, I uh, when I lived in California. Let me see. When I lived in California the second time, so I moved in 2014. So I was watching Yankee fans. Like I was living after college. In, in college, I'd watch with Jake and my buddies. After college, I'd watch with my parents because I was living with them. Watch, eat dinner, watch Yankee. You know, it was like every night, rinse repeat. And then I moved to California. I lived with some friends for a little bit, and I would just watch on on the on the computer by myself but i was also like drinking having fun a lot and all that like stuff so i wasn't i could miss a game um which actually is pretty rare i probably didn't i moved into my girlfriend's house in 2017 and when that season started i realized oh shit i'm gonna be watching these games a lot by alone a lot and the only person i would talk to was i'd call jake i'd call my dad uh, and then I, I remember the day I like looked at my girlfriend. And I was like, I think I'm gonna like try and build up a Twitter so I can talk to people about these games. And I just started live tweeting to no one. And my goal was to get a thousand followers by the end of the year. And I think I got that within a month. Hmm. So that was cool. I mean, and that's just where it came. But yet, I mean, you know, the weirdest thing is when we went to Florida for spring training, and then when I came back here to New Jersey, and I just like had my eye on Yankee stuff more, and I would see a Yankee hat, and I. I couldn't be like, oh, Yankees fan, because that's what you do in California. Like, I saw Yankees hat, be like, oh, Yankees fan. Yes. And half the time, they're like, no, I just, I, I would say, Yankee fan or just a hat? And a lot of times, they're like, oh, they're like, oh, just a hat. And I'm like, all right, I'll leave you alone then. Because if you say Yankees fan, I'm a, we're going to be talking for a while. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's, there's Yankee fans everywhere, but like, there's, there's a lot of Yankee stuff everywhere. But it's better to be on the East Coast for sure. I got Jake to move back here. How, how does it feel watching games at like four o'clock in the afternoon? Oh, I love it. I I think Mountain Time Zone, which Jake is on right now, is the best time zone for sports because eight o'clock starts like these World Series. Eight o'clock starts. Fuck that. It's terrible. And then <laughs> yeah. in, in in California, if you work a job in the Bay Area, you'll miss the first hour of every national mm. when the Warriors are in the playoffs. My buddy, who's a diehard Warriors fan, misses the first hour of every game because he has to drive in traffic. That's terrible. Five o'clock starts are bad. So I think I think Den- uh, Denver has it the best. Mm. I do like I ten a.m. games. I like those. You just wake up and it's on. Yeah, and then you have like the rest of your day to like 
do whatever. Yeah, especially podcast wise, it was much better being on the West Coast because the game ends at, you know, uh, what like seven instead of ten there. Yeah. So then me and Jake would record and it's early. Oh no, now, you're lucky. You're lucky if it ends at ten. You're lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now I'm up to like three a.m., four a.m. editing and stuff. Yeah. You know who does that? Joe's McFly. Like that dude because he edits his videos and stuff every game. Yeah. Like we only podcast at the end of every series. Shout out to Joe's because that dude puts in – he grinded like crazy this year if you he follow did. along at Joe's McFly. If you don't follow, you should. Really good experience to see what it's like at the stadium. And Joe's is an awesome guy. But he – I texted him one point. Like, dude, dude, you're grinding right now. He made me feel like I wasn't doing enough. <laughs> yeah, and especially like the – like there are times like I feel like we take for granted the the ability – and we're, and this is actually this is actually a great transition to – what I want to ask you next. I feel you like we take, we, we take for granted the, um, yeah, you are the best. <laughs> <laughs> you are. Um, I feel like we take for granted, like what all the, the yes coverage does. And especially like their, their slow-mo shots. And you've talked extensively about that and the, the angles they give you with the perspectives they give you. Yep. Um, Josie is able to kind of deliver that analysis while he's at the stadium and that's and that's pretty it's pretty awesome and he does it you know like you said every single night yeah from that perspective um yeah, and also right. sitting in the outfield we've we've talked about this um we yeah. talked about this at the stadium but sitting in the outfield can't see shit can't yeah. see shit that's awful, that's awful. Yeah. <laughs> i mean it depends where you are like yeah. you know first row right field second deck oh yeah like yeah take I, it. I love taking advantage of having some followers on Twitter now because when I go to a game, I'll be like, how does CC's pitches actually mm-hmm. look? Because yeah. I, I can't tell. So then then I'll get like, you know, 10 replies and I'll try to decipher, okay, that guy's being crazy. That guy's being too nice. Where's where's he actually look? Yeah. Yeah. So that's why Vernado and I um I this was the first this was the first season that I kind of I kind of bought into regular season tickets. I'll be doing it again next year because you I feel like at this point you have to, you know, if you're not working full time like like yourself. Yeah, um, get them. You have to, you know, these especially these next few years. So I'm behind home plate. I'm behind home plate, but I'm all the way up above. Oh, that's still nice. It's, it's it's beautiful, but it but they're not they're not behind the home plate ticket prices. Like you know, yeah, like yeah. they're I feel like they're they're kind of bleacher sometimes. At least when you buy the package, they're bleacher ticket prices, but with a much better perspective and view yeah, on things. Yeah, that's cool. So, all right. So in the beginning. I said, if baseball needs saving, if you're of that belief that the sport needs saving, um, especially with this, you know, when you look at old school perspective, new school perspectives, is the game of baseball an old man's sport? Blah, 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 blah. No. What's your, or, no. or, yeah, or, well, go ahead, go ahead. What are you going to say? You can finish the question and then I'll see if I was lined it up right. What's your, what's your ultimate vision for, talking yanks as as a podcast or even not even as a podcast but as a as a brand i'm gonna say that i like that word as a brand yeah it's a good question uh something we had to do when we decided to go full-time and all that and there's some like high benchmarks that we'd like to achieve along the way but first you know we need to get our first goals and all that done um i mean there's different ways to take it as a community. We just want to spread the love for, we want to spread educated love of Mm -hmm. Yankees baseball. Educated, Um, Yeah. (laughs) And that sounds so douchey, but you know what I'm talking about. And if you're over the age of 
let's see, when does college end? If you're over the age of 21 years old and you're still having temper tantrums and screaming and like actually angry, like really angry at an individual player, then like you need to like settle, simmer down. Every young person, I did that. I remember hating Kyle's Farnsworth and all that shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, and there's, there's, there's like people, people, People confuse passion for like just like rabid like anger, <laughs> and that like bothers me. Like you can love and live and die with a team and still be rational. Like being a diehard fan does not mean being irrational. And I think I think we try to balance that. So just trying to just like share the love for the game. Like you said, does baseball need saving? And it's kind of baseball. The sport doesn't need saving. Nothing needs right. to change around the game. The bat flips are cool. The MLB needs to market better. But I think it's the same for any sport you watch. People need to have a better avenue into the ins and outs of the game. So, like, why is he throwing this pitch? That's what I'll do on Periscope when I go live is I'll just actively talk about what the batter's thinking, what the hitter's thinking, so that people who don't pay attention that closely know, like, oh, shit, there is a lot going on right here. Because some people just wait for the next pitch and wait for the next pitch, mm. and wait for the next pitch, and then when something happens, something will happen, and they don't know anything that's in between that. Now, like some people, that's what I get a lot. I, it wasn't a goal of mine to make baseball fun for people or anything, or like, man, listen to you talk about it, not bad, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, sometimes I think even the, the broadcast doesn't want to do that right? because it's too heavy. There's a long way around that. The goals, I'd love to do – radio a radio show like a high ending goals radio show or play by play like one of our biggest goals and I, I love the Yanks play by play which sucks to not watch them anymore but if if you go to mlb.tv and there's home feed away feed fan feed and the fan feed is uh Jake and I just like doing play by play and bullshitting that would be fantastic do i think that's realistic i mean not in the next few years but maybe after that maybe a long way down the road that would be so much fun but uh yeah i mean the short goal is just build an audience that engages we don't want an empty audience like we don't want just clicks we want people who who when they click play they listen and they engage and they tweet at us and send emails and all that and so far it's been really good and that's why if you tweet at me i'll almost usually respond unless it's in the middle of the game and then I, there's too yeah. many. I like the conversation about it all good or bad. Right. So you mentioned the fan feed and that's what I, that's what I was, that's what I was waiting for. Cause I, when I, cause I've heard you say this before, I've kind of asked you whether it's on, um, whether it's on Periscope or whether it's on Patreon um, afterwards or whether it was just, or we were hanging out in right field. I really do think that I agree with you. And what I was saying that baseball, the game itself in terms of its rules and the bat flips and the amount of home runs that are being hit. A lot of people don't like that. I'm, I love it. I'm a big fan of it. Yeah. I'm a big fan of analytics. I'm a big fan of, you know, looking at analytics and not just going with your gut. You know, again, you're being an educated, smart fan. But in the ways that I feel that it does need saving is because a few years ago when I wasn't on Twitter and I wasn't into podcasts, I was not into baseball. Like I couldn't, I could not realistically sit down for a nine inning game uh -huh. for the entire game and be present to Yankees baseball with the engagement on Twitter, with the live streams, mm -hmm. 
with being with other people, even though you're not with other people. You know, yeah. Again, this is this is you know this is no longer realistic for everybody to you know go to a bar every single game for a Yankee game. You know that's just not the world that we kind of live in, or have everybody over every you know every yeah. single Friday Saturday night that the Yankees are on. That's just not the world we live in anymore because everybody is on social media. Everybody's on on some sort of device. Yeah. Um, so I think that kind of idea, I think it's revolutionary. And I am I'm absolutely one hundred thousand percent rooting for it to happen. Paul, all right, we got you, we got me, we got a couple rooting for it. <laughs> we'll grow it. Twitter, Twitter is so underutilized by people because yes. they think of it as social media. And before I started um, trying to get people to follow me, and I just followed people, you know, like that's the best way to use Twitter. And I even my dad who doesn't use never use it. I would just watch whatever we were watching because I lived at home after college for a little. Whatever we were watching, it could be Runaway, Runaway Bride. I don't know why I chose a movie title that got my speech impediment involved. But <laughs> as soon as we're watching, I'm like, Dad, watch. If I search this on Twitter, we can see how many people are watching the same exact channel and they're all talking about it. And if we're watching the PGA Tour and watching golf, like, look, now we have funny people that are making jokes about it. They're pointing out stuff that we are also pointing out. They're like, it's just, it seems some people will never accept the internet or like that. Cause they're just kind of like, they think it's lame, but it's just a community. And it's just like curate your own news. And if something you don't like keeps popping up, get rid of it and some yeah. shit like that. But yeah. for the most part, it's just a way to, to someone will see something you didn't see. It's like watching in a giant crowded room, but everyone gets to tell you their opinion. Right quietly at once some people will like i just want to watch and be alone that's fine too but uh, i think twitter's fantastic for that yep and especially in the days of and I, I this is again i think we really take the yes network for granted because of how good of a job especially some of their core guys do mm -hmm. that whenever you have a national telecast that's on fox or that's on espn yankee fans are just sitting there saying what the hell am i watching <laughs> this is complete and utter garbage and you see even like the camera angles the fact that espn however many billions of dollars that they're worth oh, can't get a good can't get a good freaking camera angle at a, at a at a play at second like it's it's insane it bothers me so much why so like okay so we have these programs like yes who covers baseball 162 games and they have the camera technicians, the camera angles, and the camera equipment. Now we're going to go give the biggest games of the year to TBS, which does reruns of sitcoms <laughs> for, for 11 months. They do March Madness, and then they do playoff baseball. And we're going to have them do their own camera crew. Go hire out the Yes crew and hire out their cameras yep. and get real baseball coverage mm -hmm. because your replays, the, who have the director in the booth, the replays are bullshit. Yes Network, is, if there's ever, almost every single pitch, they give you the yes-mo slow-mo, especially dirty breaking pitches. And every other, like even local places just don't do it. And it a lot of, I think a lot of stations, like I think in the Bay Area, maybe like Cincinnati, when they go to that national coverage, it is a bump up. It is nicer coverage than their local channel. But for Yankee fans and Yes Network, and I'm sure there's other. I think SM, uh, I think uh, the Mets have a good one. I'm sure there's lots of other good ones. 
it's just like a much lesser quality of production. I'm not talking about the announcers and what they're saying because I don't. I like Joe Buck. I think all those national broadcasters are put in the worst spot ever to have to yep. try and have these rabid teams who have been listening to their own guys all year right. now. You know what I mean? No one's ever going to like those. But just the actual production of ESPN Sunday Night Baseball is so fucking bad. They don't show any replays. The in-view interviews, everyone knows they suck. And it, it's just the mic up. Actually, I liked the mic up. That's all yes. I like. It's the only thing I like that they do. Yeah. But it's so weird. Do yeah. to have the good guys do the big games. Yep. And I think a lot of people don't feel that attachment. You know, you feel that attachment that you feel with the Yes Network guys. And, you know, again, feel that your idea is what can really be it could be so good for the sport and you wonder why people don't watch it's because people don't feel attached yeah so i really think that your your idea of a of a fan feed could really be something that gets a lot of people back into baseball yeah i think it's it's like coming there with, with streaming but streaming will always have like a negative connotation and you you like when i go on periscope you can't you got to hold your phone and then watch the game right it should be like just the game you don't need to see me. Mm -hmm. jokes. It's exhausting though. Jake and I did it in spring training because they weren't on TV. Right, or the radio. right, right, right. So yes. We were like, well, let's do play-by-play. -play. It would be a good way to get some people to figure out who we are and all that. It is so exhausting. Yeah. All right. I actually want to, we're going to, we're going to wrap up quickly. want to be mindful of your time. Thank you so much for, oh, for okay. coming on again. I'm thinking about. Yeah. Not this year. But I'm going to be a senior in college next year. Okay. So I've never gone on like a spring break. Oh, you want to go down to Tampa? I'm thinking about it because the week, because I have a week off in March and I'm thinking about and my birthday's in March. I always have off for on school and on the week of my birthday. So I, so everyone always says that. Thank you, Justin, for being born because you're, you have a national holiday and you get a week <laughs> off for it. So, yeah. um, <laughs> So uh, I'm thinking about it going down. Yeah, and it's my first time was last year. Yeah. Yeah. So is it, is it worth it? Is it worth doing? Yeah. I think find some other thing. Yeah. I, it's worth it. Like the stadium is super cool. It's a really cool vibe. It's cheap. You can walk around everywhere. You find yourself not really paying attention to the game that much. Yeah. Like we're, cause you're just talking to people and stuff. Uh, I think it's definitely worth it. It's just like a fun environment. Everyone's happy and shit like that. You can, you're way closer to the players than you are anywhere else. Like, like you saw some of the videos we just walked up in Ellsbury and Drury, <laughs> two funny names now, and Wade. <laughs> it was Ellsbury, Drury, and Wade and Kratz. That's the foursome we watched take batting practice. Whoa, mm -hmm. what, what, what a jinx we were, I guess. I didn't, I never even thought back. I never even thought back on that. What a foursome we watched take batting practice. You can go right up and like watch them. Everyone's kind of weird. They're treated like a library. Like Jake and I were trying to talk. And just, Shh. <laughs> but it's cool it's cool i would uh do some other things around make sure you're there for a homestand and then or you can go to the phillies and the tigers are a car mm. ride away that's what we did we're gonna try and go the first week and the and the last week that's my goal you would you would go you would go down and then come back up and then go back down yeah it's like a month and a half long like that oh yeah 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 that when they report you go there for that first week and then when they end, and then it's like like game time, like, okay, this is our team. The storylines mm -hmm. are wrapping up. That's what I want to do. We'll see if we can. 
right. Renato. Yes, Justin. I'm still here. No worries. You are still here. <laughs> there's know. something there's something that I know you want to ask and something that I need to start getting into as well. So go go for it. So my favorite part that I get to look on your Twitter is the gifts. I love the in-game gifts. They are absolutely amazing, especially for a guy like me who works sometimes at night and can't really watch the game. I just follow your gifts, and I'm like, okay, I, I, I know exactly what's going on. How do you make them so quickly? <laughs> Dude, I mean, I just sit there. I mean, if, uh, if you've been on Periscope, you, uh, Justin, you've seen like I just kind of – You're typing away. Yeah, I just kind of do it. Um, there's a program I use. I could send it to you. It's pretty, it's pretty easy. It's called Snagit. I had no idea how to make them before 2017, like no idea. Um, I would say that it's super easy to make it. The only thing is, do you want to turn watching the game into also a job a little bit? Because I have two computer screens and then the Mm -hmm. TV, and uh, I'm doing a lot. So, But it's fun. It's it's pretty easy. Um, It definitely helped my Twitter take off. I didn't hate – I'd like to say it was some of the tweets, the words as well, but no, the it's a, it's a grind. It's cool though. I mean, yeah, a lot of people like them. I got some people get hate for the the in game guests. I mean, really, I love them. Yeah, some people hate everything you do, no matter what. It's like, <laughs> why why you follow me? <laughs> a lot. There's a lot though. At the end of 2017, I think I was the only one doing like in game gifts like right away, and then all of last year, this last season, there's a couple other people doing it, which. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, like, it's definitely going to be a thing that uh, everyone's going to be doing soon. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I need to. to uh, yeah, I need to. I need to jump on the boat of uh, you know everybody. I feel like everybody in their you know everybody and their mothers now doing Yankee gifts, and that's awesome. But what I need to start doing is not enough people on Giants Twitter, New York Football Giants that. Twitter, are yeah, doing. Yeah, I tried it. doing it a little bit with the Giants, but yeah. Football's a little harder because there's not that much breathing. Actually, there is breathing room. You can do it. I just haven't found a good stream. Well, email me. I'll let you know. I'll yeah. you guide and all that shit. Yeah, because really what football I feel is missing and what what talking Yanks, what my kind of vision for Bleeding Blue is kind of combining the – and as, and as we keep on recording, I feel like we're getting better with this because uh, we're still relatively new – bringing that kind of humor, bringing that lighthearted aspect to it. Even though I do yell sometimes, like I yelled, <laughs> I yelled, I yelled last week about um, pe- people being uninformed, um, which yeah. is nuts. I get more mad at fans and people on Twitter than I do about the actual game, which is bad. I need to stop doing that. No, I'm the same way. It's really hard to overcome, but I think I did a better job this year. 2017 when I, I mean, I like I was two months in and I just get into these spats with people and I was just like, you're just a troll. Yeah. Like, why are, are you making me so angry? But you're fucking making me so angry. <laughs> it was like, calm down, calm down. Yeah. Like, I was just blocked yesterday by another podcast page because I respectfully disagreed with their opinion about Eli Manning. So, what's your opinion on Eli Manning? Oh, what's my opinion on Eli Manning? Um, my opinion on Eli Manning is that I love him. He is my only quarterback that I have ever grown up and I've ever seen in a Giants uniform. Uh huh. But Eli Manning is one of the main reasons why the New York football giants are not a winning football team right now. It's, 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 it's atrocious. You think if the pie chart of reasons why the giants are bad, his is the biggest slice. It's, it's one of the, well, now if we're talking about on the field. Yeah. On the field. Yes. yes. But if we're talking about organization, 
like organizational wise, I do not blame Eli at all because I, it's not Eli's decision. Like they invested in Eli and that was their yeah. choice. It's mm-hmm. not, you can't blame Eli for wanting to play well. It's just that the game has passed him. So that's I, my, I'd that's put, my I'd put Eli's slice of pie and the O-line slice of tie, pie at a very similar size. You could give it more to Eli if you want. Um, but I said on on the radio show today, uh, this how Eli plays quarterback right now is in the first three seconds after the snap, one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, he just waits to get hit. His eyes. You, you could see his he, eyes he just, where they're at. And then six, if he gets to – Four Mississippi, five Mississippi, six Mississippi. If those are existing, he's looking around like, why the fuck haven't I been hit yet? <laughs> and then if he clears six Mississippi and he gets to seven Mississippi, then he's like, all right, let's look for some receivers. They're covered by then. And then eventually he misses them. Yeah. Yeah. An important point I think to bring up too, is that I feel like a lot of people don't really appreciate that. Appreciate this. Um, after the collective collective bargaining agreement, a lot of those players from that era, when remember there was a lockout, yeah, and the yeah. union and the union they had a rate a whole seep they had a right to do CBA and that included practice time. So a lot of those players that were a part of that collective bargaining agreement, that time has passed. So there's a lot of new players coming out of college now. Offensive lines they and Bill Parcells says this: offensive lines don't have the preparation time to prepare in training camp and practice and play together like they used to. And especially now they're talking about how they want to shorten preseason. You know, it's it, offensive line play league wide has gone down, but anyway, yeah, I, I, I digress. I digress. Oh. And are you handling the giants tanking? Well, yes, I'm, this is actually something we're going to be talking about this week. Um, the ethics of tanking. Did you want them to win last Sunday? I want them to win. My heart wants them to win. My mind wants them to lose. It's very tough balance. Yeah, I saw yeah, so many it, people getting mad, and I'm like, "Well, you don't want them to win now. They try right. No, away. you can't. You can't get mad. It just has to be like, oh, okay, it's happening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, I, want, I you want them to do like, like you want them to drive down and then be a touchdown away from taking the lead. Yeah, and Barkley pulls uh, a Todd Gurley, and yeah. like, no, no, thank you. <laughs> It's like it's like what you said with the Knicks. Basically, it's like you were talking on the radio show yeah. about the Knicks, and that's basically, I guess, what you want out of the Giants: be competitive and lose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, um, Renato, do you have yeah. any last final statements or thoughts or anything that your heart and mind desires to say? <laughs> so, just a quick, quick little thought about. Next season, I know, I know it's it's really early. We know Red Sox already won the World Series, all that good stuff, you know, whatever. Oh yeah, that um, happened. I totally that totally didn't even cross my mind today. I could care less. Yeah, that, that like Yankee fans are like panic. It's I'm like relax, whatever. Yeah, go play, go play New York, New York. I could care less. Yeah, that happened a week ago in my mind, so I've already. Been yeah, me, me too. Are you, do you, what do you think the Yankees need to do in order? Bernardo, to- Bernardo. We're not talking about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got nothing. I I'm got nothing. cutting you off. All right, you got nothing. Okay, we're not. We're, no, no. I refuse. I refuse to talk about that. <laughs> like I'm in. I'm in. Like vacation. Jake and I are diving in Wednesday, uh, and we're because that's when the Yankees have to make their decision on Brett Gardner, and then Wednesday. Wednesday show is like officially 
flipping the page because we did the two episodes of grades and reviews but i mean people like that shit i don't like i just like jake i don't want to do this but i know people <laughs> want to do it like i just once i put something past you know like i really i'm pretty good at mental block yeah fucking not thinking about 2018 at all anymore let's move forward so we're doing that wednesday cool yeah so renato anything else that's not related to the 2019 yankees <laughs> <laughs> I I, uh, I I got nothing. All right, I stumped you. You stumped me. You're welcome. I get my four hours of sleep, so that's that's twenty twenty four hours of sleep. Is that what you? Just no, said? Four, four hours of sleep. Oh, four hours of sleep. I okay. wish I got twenty four hours of sleep. I was like, whoa, John Boy. Yep. Final thoughts. Thanks for having me. It's fun. It's fun to talk about non-Yankee stuff. Like you said, I got a lot of podcasts. So if anyone's interested in in other things, you know, got time to kill. If you're a long haul truck driver, I got you covered. There you go. There you go. So for Bleeding Blue this week, there will be a Giants episode. Uh, for If you're a Yankee fan, you're a Yankee listener, um, I want to have a Yankees roundtable discussion on, like, what should we do in the offseason? So that's going to be a bunch of us. That's going to be a bunch of us, um, some people that you haven't heard of yet. Um, David, our co-host for the Giants episode, he's also a Yankees fan, but he hasn't been on a Yankees episode yet. So he'll be on. Boker will be on. Boker says Me? hello. Me? Renato, of course you'll be on. Of course, we'll have Bre- we'll have Bre- we'll have uh, Brett Wiley on, and he'll tell us how the Phillies are going to sign Machado and Harper, and that'll be great. So, John Boy, um, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming on. Keep up with everything you do. Keep up the vision. Keep up the faith. I know a lot of people, including myself, will will be behind you. We'll be supporting you. So, uh, go to Patreon. I'm going to, we'll plug everything. Go to Patreon, give your $2 a month for talking Yanks. Uh, eventually, hopefully Bleeding Blue one day gets to that point where we can do that. Yeah, that's nice. We we fought that for a while, but it's yeah. actually, people kept saying like, we'll donate, we'll support. And I was like, all right, okay, let's set that up. Just wanted to make it worthwhile to have people do that. It's kind of weird, kind of weird, but it's nice. To everyone that supports. It's nice. I am one of those people. All yeah, right. So, everybody. Keep on bleeding blue. Thank you, John Boy, and peace out, everyone. See ya.